I'm not a fan of the entrepreneur hustle culture. I'm no longer a fan of it. I used to think that the more hours that I worked and the harder I just grinded, somehow something would happen. And I'm very much coming round to the idea that has been shouted at me constantly from all the business books that we've read and all the people who actually know what they're doing, but I just refused to listen at the time. And that is that as an entrepreneur, you are an organizer of resources. You are not the talent. And this, you, if you follow Daniel Priestley or uh, Nick Huber or who else, Nathan Barry, any of these guys, they're very good at distilling this lesson. But there are multiple levels to making money online and setting up an online business. The idea that you have to grind more and hustle more and so on definitely applies when you're trying to bridge the gap between maybe working in your day job to working online. You've got a limited number of hours to work, so you will have to put in some extra shifts. Johnny and I certainly had to while we were working as an accountant and doctor. I would come home from 13-hour A&E shifts, like roll, roll back home, open up laptop, start job number two, rinse and repeat. It's, it's not good for your health and uh, it's pretty unpleasant. Sometimes needs must. But once you get past the, the classic threshold of 10k a month, then you start to have enough volume in your business to the point where you cannot physically resource all of these demands. You can't be all of the different hats that you're supposed to wear as an, an entrepreneur the lead generation, the finance, the operations, the tech, the data management, all that stuff. You can't do all of that stuff at once, dude. You're just one person. So to be able to scale beyond things, you have to kind of get rid of that pride of, I need to do this all myself and accept your finitude, accept that you are just a person with limitations and probably even the things which you think that only you can do you might still be pretty crap at compared to if you were to outsource or hire somebody who's an expert to do that thing. So an example would be web design. We often think that, oh, because it's my website, I'm the only one that can really get the true vision of what I'm trying to achieve here. But if you're an online fitness coach, you're not a web designer. Otherwise, you would be a web designer. So you do need to accept that kind of loss of control. And when you do, you see that the pros are much better at doing the thing that they are a pro at, surprisingly. So it's being able to accept that. And then you open up the next level of, say, 10K a month to 100K a month, where you're starting to leverage other people's time and expertise and software and all that stuff. And this is where you're reinvesting the capital. You're out of scarcity mode and you're into being able to treat the business as a separate vehicle that's no longer just tied to your input or to your costs. And there's a kind of a mental frame shift that comes along with this as well, which is when you're thinking in terms of zero to 10K a month, for example, or zero to 5K, you're probably tying it to your monthly bills. And as a result, this scarcity mindset kicks in. Spending a thousand pounds on ads or 10,000 pounds on ads, like, oh, well, because you're comparing it to personal spend. So one of the biggest hacks for that, which you should be doing anyway, is to set up a business bank account. When everything goes through there, it 
feels like a it's firewalled off. It feels like monopoly money. You're not playing with your personal capital. There's less of that emotional sting that comes along with it. And you can then make better decisions with more clarity. So that is the lesson of the day. Nathan Barry talks about this in a great image called the ladder of wealth, which looks like this. So have a look at the article on his website here. But these are the different levels that we talked about. So going from exchanging time for money to eventually starting to, and if I can make this any bigger, that's what she said. No, I can't make it bigger. Uh, <laughs> I cracked myself up. Right, here we go. So yeah, you, the next step is you're charging by project, you're managing a team, you're no longer the person who's turning up and put hammering all the nails into the wall and into the fence and so on. You're getting a result for your clients and they shouldn't, their expectation is not that it's you personally having to do it. They just want the job done. The next step is productizing that and turning your online coaching offer into something that can be fully standardized and generates a result reliably for people without a drop in quality. And that only has to come from doing the volume, working with lots of people until you iron out all the creases in your program, you plug all the leaks, and then things start to work more smoothly. And then you can start to scale. This is where, as he's put here, you operating on a fixed scope for a fixed price. Then eventually, and this is kind of the nirvana, where you're selling totally passive products. And this is the thing, the type of business that everyone's jealous of, running a SaaS business, which in reality, like we see the outside, we see the, the highlights. I guarantee the reality of running a SaaS business has its own problems. This is, in fact, I'm going to just briefly touch on this because when you set up online, anything from zero to whatever your anxiety threshold number is, being in that scarcity mode makes you think that all you need is some more leads. And once I get some more leads, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows and it'll be fine. The problem is you get more leads, you then switch over from having a lead flow problem to a conversion problem. You then have to convert those leads into clients. So then you go, okay, well, if I can just fix my conversion. So you do that, you fix the conversion, you manage to get some sales in the door. Then you have a new problem. You have a fulfillment problem. Either you weren't able to fulfill very well and you're getting unhappy clients and refunds and all that kind of stuff, or you can fulfill well and now you're rammed. <laughs> now you haven't got the capacity to handle those clients. So the problem does just keep shifting further down the road. Something to bear in mind that just because you get more leads doesn't necessarily solve your, your entire life. So that is the skill ladder for wealth creation. Interestingly, the one thing that remains across the board, as Nathan has put here, is content. So to break the fourth wall, that's why I am using Twitter as the stomping ground to basically draft out some content. So I'm afraid if you're watching this, you're a guinea pig because this is just me riffing, basically trying to crystallize a concept that I can then put into a Twitter thread or a YouTube video for something that is for the, not, not you, because you're happy watching long form 
unscripted content, which means you've got a good attention span and you're one of the OGs, but it's for the plebs who need the fireworks and rapid jump cuts and stuff to keep their attention. So that's where I will test a concept on here and use that as a way to refine it and then do some more refined content about later. So it's the same advice that we would give to clients. Unfortunately, I still can't figure out how to stream this to Instagram, but that's just my technical inability. Or it could be that we've not, not been rolled out to the UK yet. So I hope that was helpful. Um, enjoy the next few days and weeks of these evening ramblings that I'm going to do while I'm testing this new camera setup and trying to figure out some of the tech. Shout out to Nathan Barry. So have a look at him. He's the founder of ConvertKit. And also, if you're wondering, if you're looking at my nipple and you're wondering, what is this? This is a t-shirt that was kindly sent to me by Readwise, who have solved the capture problem for me. And I'm not saying that lightly. They've completely solved the idea that whenever someone recommends a video or a book or a podcast or a, a article or whatever, you go, oh, okay, thanks. And you like tuck it away somewhere in your to-do list and never end up reading it or watching it. They have fully solved that problem. So have a look at the video below for a full walkthrough of that. It is excellent. And let me know if you have any questions. Very happy to jump on in the future. All right, speak soon.